0: All right, welcome back to the show. It's Keith Baldry. It's Baldry's Beat, Global News Bureau Chief. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. Okay, down to the wire here in the federal election campaign just six days to go. I just spoke to Aaron O'Toole, the conservative leader, mm-hmm. and I, I think that uh, his, his momentum has stalled. Mm-hmm. Um, it's getting nasty here in the in the final days the people's party here with maxime bernier might not win a single seat but it might be enough to deny uh, o'toole here if these if bernier steals enough votes well from him.
1: yeah the ppc is tracking pretty high in the polls you know 8 points in some of these polls and that's all conservative vote so i think uh, i think you're right i think uh, o'toole's momentum has stalled a bit here I think both O'Toole and Trudeau are showing a bit of signs of desperation, lashing out with personal attacks and yeah. such. You've got a number of polls out now, Abacus and also uh, Research Co., you got Mario Canseco on later. His latest yeah. poll uh, shows the Liberals with a slight lead building, particularly in Ontario. I mean, Ontario really is where this thing's won and lost. And right now, the momentum favors the Liberals in Ontario, at least according to the polls.
0: Yeah, Trudeau every day trying to stick it to him on basically anti-vaxxers, yeah. guns, and abortion almost <laughs> like every single day. And, and child care. That's yeah. the other one that's uh, that's lurking in the background here. Child care is a pretty big
1: issue with a lot of young uh, families. And there's a fundamental difference. Trudeau and Singh are basically on the same page, which is basically almost a 100% subsidy of your childcare. O'Toole's offered a tax credit, which is doesn't answer your cash flow uh, problem. So I think there's a vulnerability there with uh, with childcare.
0: Well, the ten dollars a day childcare sounds great, but you know has any government ever managed to it's, deliver it? It's expensive. Quebec has has done with spotty success. Yeah,
1: um, you know it's been successful in some places, not successful in others. Bottom line, though, it's very expensive.
0: Okay, I tried to pin O'Toole a bit down on the on the assault weapon issue that Trudeau continues to push every single day. And I, I just pointed out to him that when he appeared on a previous show before the election, he seemed to be quite clear in his position that he would repeal the ban on these weapons that Trudeau mm-hmm. had brought in. Now he's saying he's mm, going to keep gonna re- the ban in place and review it pending a review. So have a listen to what he said here on this point, and I'll get your thoughts on it. So here's Aaron O'Toole just a short time ago here. We're maintaining
2: everything that's in place in place. You know, all the restrictions, um, including the order in council. And what I have committed to and what I talk about in that uh, in that clip is fixing and depoliticizing the classification system. Because, Mike, even as you say at the top, how the liberal government has defined things, it shouldn't be politicians defining things when it comes to public safety.
0: Okay, so he's going to keep the ban in place on these weapons and then review it, so and it then can, I put to him, you don't rule out banning changing, it later, yeah. uh, repealing it later, and, you know, uh, got uh, a typically kind of fuzzy answer. From
1: the it. fact this issue won't go away uh, tells me it continues to be a problem for him. It hasn't been totally clear about this. He's He's trying to... He's in a difficult situation. He's trying to placate his sort of right-wing base uh, who want this thing gone. At the same time, he wants to appeal to more progressive voters. And it's a a delicate balance, and I'm not sure he can pull it off.
0: Okay, Justin Trudeau talking about some of the... We saw more protests outside of hospitals across Mm -hmm. Canada, Uh, people opposed to vaccine mandates, anti-vaxxers. Trudeau yesterday saying they'll change the law to make these type of protests illegal. Have a listen. There are specific protections in the criminal code Against intimidation
2: of journalists. Specific protections in the criminal code against uh, intimidation or threats against uh, folks working in the justice system.
0: Okay, and then he goes on to say that they'll protect healthcare workers too. Your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously trying to play off an issue here that works for him uh, and doesn't work for O'Toole. He was trying to hang. Uh, The Conservatives, as much as possible, try to align them with the anti-vax crowd because the anti-vax crowd is a very small minority of people who actually anger a lot of Canadians with their tactics. But um, I'm not sure how fair it is because O'Toole has also condemned the protests outside hospitals. Uh, He's been very clear about that. But this is all fair and love and war in politics and that you look for the Liberals to continue to tie the anti-vaxxers to the Conservatives as much as they can in the last week of the campaign.
0: Okay, let's talk about the mandatory vaccination for health care workers, which you previewed yesterday in the show. And in fact, it did was announced yesterday afternoon. What here's, do you know? here's Dr. Bonnie Henry here uh, talking about mandatory vax for health care workers.
2: There is a shortage of health care workers across this country. So, yes, I know it's going to be one added stress. But I also know that there's very, very strong support from uh, our professional organizations, from healthcare workers across this province to ensure that they and their colleagues are vaccinated to best protect each other, but also to make sure that we can continue to deliver care.
0: Okay, but the B.C. Nurses Union opposed mm-hmm. Very quick. to mandatory vaccination right out of the bat.
1: Right within minutes of that announcement, they put out a news release saying they cannot, they don't support this, uh, thing. it's wrong. Now, having said that, it's unclear what they can do about it. This is not an employer edict. This is the public health order that supersedes a collective agreement. So I don't think they can go to the Labor Relations Board here as they normally would do in sort of a grievance procedure. They'd have to go to court to fight this, and maybe they will. They, keep in mind, they successfully fought back a bid by the previous liberal government to have a mandatory vaccination requirement for the flu vaccine. Remember that a few years ago, and the government backed off, and the nurses' union was adamant that couldn't happen. We'll see if the healthcare unions want to go to court. The reality is that um, healthcare workers have a higher vaccination rate than the general public. So 90% Ninety percent of the nurses union is vaccinated, or the. Why would
0: their union fight against this? So they're going well, against a, the majority of their own members. Yeah, it's always an interesting bit of conundrum
1: here. That uh, on the one hand, they are they have a fiduciary duty to, to support the interest of their members. Well, there's some of the members don't want to be vaccinated for various reasons. They have a fiduciary duty to protect those members, but they also have a duty to protect those who want everyone to be vaccinated to protect their own health. So it's a Again, it's a bit of a puzzle for, for a union here. When the vast majority of the members are vaccinated, do you go to bat for the unvaccinated?
0: We see other health care unions, though, kind of standing down on this, like the Health Employees Union. And I'm going to speak to Mike Old from that mm-hmm. union at the bottom of the hour here. Now, they were also hit with the mandatory vaccin- vaccination for flu shots, and they fought back mm-hmm. along with the nurses. This time, though, they're saying, well, this is not our preferred option. We wanted education instead. But it sounds like they're just, look, the government has the authority. This is a health emergency. And they've got the hammer, and we're just going to go along with it. I, I had a text mm-hmm. this morning from the paramedics union. Same thing. Paramedics must have mandatory vaccination they're going along with it too why well, the well, nurses union well
1: again we'll see what what their next step is if there is a next step maybe this is just a news release and that's yeah. it maybe but I'm, again no evidence that they're going to go to court about this i'd be surprised if they do again considering more than 90% of their own members have been vaccinated and have bought into this program
0: yeah and that they're trying to make the argument that there's a nursing shortage right now there's historic pressure on the healthcare system and if you Uh, take unvaccinated nurses off the job, that's going to create problems Mm -hmm. in the system. So you mentioned like, okay, maybe nurses are 90% vaccinated, but even if if you lose 10% of your workforce, Mm -hmm. isn't that a problem in the healthcare system?
1: That's the argument the Nurses Union is coming back with, but uh, public health order is, and this has been in the works, this didn't come out of the blue, this has been in the works for weeks. There's been talks behind the scenes with the Nurses Union and the HEU they all knew this was coming um, which is why that news release was so quick to yeah. to, to be issued uh, again um, unhappy but does it result does it translate into court action i kind of doubt that's going to happen but uh, you never know
0: all right keith Baldry is my guest. is Baldry's beat phone lines are open 604-280-9898 is the number 604-280-9898 star 9898 on your cell judy and langley hi judy
2: hi mike Um, I'm a retired RN. I worked for 50 years. I was a nurse for 50 years. And so I was there before the union came in, and I was there after the union came in. And I have always maintained that the BCNU is out of touch with their members, and this just proves it. Mm -hmm. I'm sure the majority of members would like to just say, tear up my card, but they can't.
0: Yeah. Why do you think, Judy? Why do you think they they would take this position and and say they're they're opposed to a mandatory vaccination? Why would they do that?
2: I, you know, I wish I could understand the leadership of the BC, and you've never been able to. It makes no sense whatsoever. I mean, they're supposed to be there to protect. Yes, their members, but also the public. I mean, this yeah. is just mm-hmm. insane. Yeah. And the nurses have worked so hard for so long over this. Thing and now they're being going to be portrayed as villains. No, mm. it's not the nurses; it's the union.
1: Yeah, so this union's had a controversial past, no question. Some very divisive leadership uh, fights. Uh, they deposed Deborah McPherson, remember? It was all oh, right, right? Yeah, um, yeah. There's been some pretty bitter internal battles in that union. They also were kicked out of the BC Fed a few, and the uh, oh. Canadian Labour Congress for raiding. Uh, I think it was HU uh, members. Uh, for um, LPNs. Uh, so this is they've had a fractious history in that union, and it's certainly been a divisive history.
0: Well, someone reminded me this morning that the fight over the flu shot was maybe a little different because you know, you know, they're arguing that the flu shot didn't have as high an effective uh, efficacy rate, mm-hmm. whereas the the COVID vaccine is so highly effective and this is such a dangerous virus, potentially mm-hmm. deadly, that this is a different situation. So they're trying to say, well, maybe it made sense to oppose the flu shot, but why would you oppose the COVID there was, shot? Yeah,
1: there was no air of urgency with the flu vaccine. Yeah, if you recall, right. it was sort of like, well, okay, whatever. Because I think we were only at 70% take up of the, of the flu vaccine anyways. Uh, it wasn't, again, with the same urgency that's attached to COVID.
0: Yeah. Let's go to uh, Dennis in West Van. Hi, Dennis. Hi, having a uh, wife as a nurse and a daughter as a nurse and two daughters as nurses, Mm -hmm. it's way more complicated than that. I mean, the issue is lack of staff, okay? So their fear, which is legitimate because I've seen them and what they go through every single day, is that they're very, very short staff. And the new nurses, the young nurses, such as my daughter, they don't want to put anything in their body. She's vaccinated, the two of them, my wife as well. But the, some of the new nurses, they don't want to put a vaccine that hasn't been tested in their body. And they're worried, the older nurses are worried that they will quit. So that's what they're faced with. It's way more complicated than, okay, now, and I'm bo- I'm, I've got both vaccine as well. So the lack of staff is the basic. They're so short. You take, you take another 5% off. The system is going to crash. How could, how could, uh, okay, I I think you're onto something like, I think the concern here is uh, potential loss of staffers. I mean, this is what the union's saying, but I'm just wondering, like, why would a healthcare professional, like a trained nurse that has to go to college for years to study, why would they be anti-vax? That's what I'm trying to figure. Like, like, caller is saying that, oh, these young nurses don't want to put an untested vaccine in their body. These are healthcare professionals.
1: This is these vaccines are tested. Of course, Uh, they've been tested millions of times, tens of millions of times. I mean, this this. This talk of untested vaccines that that disappeared months ago. We've got but there people.
0: obviously are there are some nurses. I mean,
1: well, there's there's some you young know. people right now. Um, the vaccination rate for people under the age of forty is it's it's high between eighteen and twenty-four. They're actually ahead of the provincial average. But there's a lot of people in their 30s who won't get vaccinated. And we're not just talking about nurses or healthcare professionals. It's in every single profession. There are people who continue to doubt this, which is unfortunate. But the color's right. I mean, you take 5% of the nurses off well, that's it. out of yeah. this. But again, I don't I don't think it's clear. Just because you're not vaccinated right now, as a condition of employment, you're actually going give, to give up your job because you have some doubts about the vaccine you got off the internet. I don't think a lot of nurses are going to do that. I think they will get vaccinated. And I think what... I don't know if it's a gamble, but I think the betting is that you're not going to see a huge job loss here. You're going to see mm. people get
0: vaccinated. Mark and Langley. Hi.
2: Hey guys, good morning. Well, hey Keith, I just want to make a point here. You know, if the government's doing all the special powers over the medical system with the Emergency Powers Act. We can argue in a court of law that the government never had the right to bring in the uh bring in the state of emergency because all the data is showing that COVID, the coronavirus was treated if treated early with patients was totally no, no, well, I don't think I don't, no.
0: think, I don't think, I don't think, if this ends up in a court of law, uh, which it might, that you'd have a leg to stand on there. I mean, once you've got a public health order and a public health emergency and a state of emergency, I don't think there's a judge in the province who's, who's going to take your country. side of it. No one in the entire world has taken that position. What's Sorry, right. Jeremy in Abbotsford. Hi. Oh, hey, I got a couple of
2: good points. So I booked a hotel in Whistler yesterday, and they have a pool in the hotel and scandinav spa another booking all those places are exempt from this vaccine card i'm double vaxxed i got my card but i'm tired of the hypocrisy of the lack of consistency everywhere the shopping in vancouver all day yesterday going and i looked at my card. this thing wants my phone uh,
0: okay so if you if you can go to a okay thanks for the call
1: yeah you can go shopping you can go to a hotel that's not what the vaccine you, you can go to a pool to go to a pool no, this is for restaurants, sporting events, uh, concerts, primarily indoor events, uh, which sell tickets, or indoor dining, or outdoor dining on, on patios, and sporting events. You want to go to a Canucks game or a Lions game, you're going to have to show a vaccination card. You want to go to a hotel, you don't have to.
0: Well, yeah, okay, so if you go to a hotel, you don't have to, so you can use the hotel gym, and you don't have to show the uh, vaccine card. I, you know, it's going
1: uh. to be an interesting uh, interpretation of this, and it's going to vary. I've already seen uh, different rec centers seem to have different rules.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Phil and Marpol. Hi, Phil. We've got a minute left here. Go ahead. Yes, I,
1: I just wanted to um, mention that Dan McTague and Michelle Simpson, former Liberal MPs, uh, warn Canada about how Trudeau has already wrecked our country and will continue to wreck our country, how he has abandoned the principles of an excellent man, of former finance minister, Paul Martin, who actually turned the economy around in the mid to late 90s he actually earned a B letter grade from most economists, which is like getting a B in physics for most okay, thank, high schools. Okay, thank, thanks for the call.
0: Well, I, I think is looking uh, poised to win again, though. Probably another minority, though. Yeah, I don't see a majority. It doesn't seem that
1: way. But again, likely win the most seats, which, again, doesn't really accomplish Could much. Could be a surprise. You never know. You never know. I mean, uh, <laughs> O'Toole's certainly a step up from Andrew Shearer, but we'll find out on Monday.